Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home, too? The place to do it is errands. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love, online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details. The Around the NFL Podcast. The history is rich. <laughs> From the Chris Wessling Podcast Studio, it's around the NFL. Got Mark Sessler here, Greg Rosenthal, but one more hero. Yes, he did utter that immortal line at the Philadelphia County nope. Golf nope. Club. <laughs> nope. County Golf. Decades ago, it's Colleen Wolf. The Poconos Visitors Bureau and for Inside Golf. Can you acknowledge, Connie? <laughs> Uh, because you know I love those things. My illustrious beginning. Can you acknowledge that you personally saw to it that that YouTube video was pulled down? Because I did look for it, and it's gone. You know, it's weird. It's weird. Every trace of inside golf is somehow off the internet. That's it's not ridiculous. Fair to the golf fan. I'm sure the I'm sure the listeners will find something. I mean, like, because there's got to be something. A there. <laughs> less advertisement for the Poconos Golf Club. I'm sure they're not going to be happy with this. And the visitor B. It's now part of the history of this program around the NFL. Yeah. So the history is it's rich kind of right here, very Colleen. rich, very rich. Listeners, if you're rich. out there, Colleen's trying to erase history. If you could find in our archive of episodes. <laughs> Some of the great lines from Colleen's guest hosting job at the Country Club so we could reinvigorate that element into our show. It's horrendous. There's plenty to choose from. Or just put the video back up. We'll see. And Greg, where are the tapes? Where are the Delaware tapes? Yeah. Why is everyone hiding media from us, Mark? all in a vault. I have nothing to hide and neither do you. I don't understand the psychology behind Greg and Colleen shading their past. (laughs) That sounds like an amazing (laughs) off-season podcast. That's Mark, Mr. Open Book. (laughs) What do you want to know? Mark! <laughs> that was good. That was good comic timing, Greg Rosenthal. We have a good app today. Very good. It's the Tuesday show. Mm. And um, it is it, it is a Thursday night preview, of course, mm-hmm. uh, right across the sidewalk here, the, the Raiders and Rams. We're going to get to that. We are going to bring back one of our favorite games. I'll leave it at that. One of our- I can't wait. 
one of our legacy, just like that's a legacy drop that Colleen's trying to erase, <laughs> eradicate, a legacy seg that we'll be bringing back later. Um, and uh, before that, though, let's do some news because there's some juicy news to hit here and bang on this Tuesday. Hit it, Gravedigger. Well, I mean, I think we're at a crossroads. I told the team I think we're at a crossroads and kind of how we, you know, want to want to continue down this season. Yes, there, there he is again, Mike Vrabel. After that disappointing, uh, bitterly disappointing blowout loss to the Eagles, uh, Vrabel pointed to his Tennessee Titans team and said, we're at a crossroads and we're going to figure out who we are. And hmm. the organization will begin this walk down one, whatever, whatever it is, what road they go down without John Robinson, the general manager, who was suddenly fired on Tuesday after seven seasons. Um, the team later confirmed the news. Here's a little bit uh, of their official words on the issue from Amy Adams Strunk, the chairman and CEO, chairperson, I should say. I am proud what we have accomplished in my eight seasons of ownership, but I believe there is more to be done and higher aspirations to be met. I want to thank John for his dedicated work to set this organization on an upward trajectory, and I wish him and his family the best. Greg Rosenthal, <clears throat> Titans Vice President of Player Personnel, Ryan Cowden will take over Robinson's duties on an interim basis. Why now? Why at all? Why are the Titans making this move in December. We don't know yet. I've been waiting. I, I put a call out to the insiders, you know, like mm. this is where I've a had a couple conversations myself. Mr. The ATN insiders need to no, mm -hmm. no conversation. I did it just publicly on Twitter. I'm like, give me the real scoop oh. here because the timing Wait, that doesn't count. I'm just saying, like, give He's me the real scoop because the timing doesn't make any <laughs> sense uh, to me that the the simplest explanation is it's a power play by Mike Vrabel. I think that seems almost uh, understood with what's going on here, that Mike Vrabel is the guy who's sticking around and John Robinson is not. There's two men who have been in charge of the organization and one has more power than the other. And now he's going to have even more power. That's Mike Vrabel. But why, why Sunday night? Why Monday? Was it really that watching A.J. Brown catch passes all over you? like in, enraged Vrabel Probably and ownership help. so mm. much that that made it happen? Was there something personal? Was there a confrontation between the parties? We don't know. We just don't know. It was a little reactionary. Like this is a situation where Robinson was extended in the offseason in February. Through 2027. Exactly. In February. So it can't just be A.J. Brown, obviously. Like there's got to be something more, which I think we'll come to find out. But, I mean, that was obviously a big deal, and it's coming right off the game that A.J. Brown got after them. But still, it's kind of wild. The, the only connection I'd make is what if, what if John Robinson – through the process of, it was, you know, nettlesome negotiations with A.J. Brown and all these other wide receivers under the same agent were moving, getting lucrative deals. And then they, the Titans basically got to the point where A.J. Brown didn't want to play for them. So the deal went south and then you trade him. And if you go back to the draft footage of when they announced the trade, Mike Vrabel gets up out of his chair and mm -hmm. looks like he's about to throw the chair, first of all. But he does a little rule doly like tur turnaround and he's steamed. And you can tell he's not happy. And they weren't on the same page with that. And I wonder if Amy Adams Strunk slash other ownership individuals AAS. Were, were not IAS, were not on the on the board with the thing either. And so maybe at that point, there's a, there's a break between John Robinson's 
program building and Vrabel, if there already wasn't to begin with, and ownership. And then this happened, and it kind of was like the flare-up. If you're in a, you're close to someone and something happens and you're reminded of something from the past, this was like the embarrassing exclamation point that caused a severance, that they were going to part ways probably anyways after the season, and it got too hot. Just one, because I'm with Greg. We don't know. Mike Garofolo said the more that he's talked to people, the less sense any of it makes. Albert mm-hmm. Breer said that he's talked to people inside the Titans organization, and they were floored by it. It wasn't like oh, wow. pe- other people didn't know this was going to there, come. There's too, there's too much smoke to me, Justin Graver, our producer and uh, resident Titans fanatic, uh, to the A.J. Brown situation. Not just that the game just happened and it was a one-sided blowout, but the way A.J. Brown spoke frankly about wanting to stay in Tennessee and they didn't want me. And then a couple days later, the GM is gone. And I'm not saying that that led directly to this, but it does maybe feel like the the straw that broke the camel's back, potentially. Again, a lot we don't know. Uh, but where are you coming down on this? Yeah, it definitely feels like A.J. Brown maybe, maybe was like the final straw. Because John Robinson built this team from a 2-14, and 3-13 bottom dweller into perennially winning season. He's only ever had winning seasons they're about to win the division for That's the third, crazy. third straight, straight time, year. Seven yeah. straight winning seasons. He under goes Robinson. back to exotic Smash Mouth. Yes, wow. it, it does. He hired Mike Malarkey, and a lot of reports at the time where he was the the general manager that took the job because they were forcing Mike Malarkey on the co- the whoever the general manager would be, and that they wouldn't get to pick their own coach. But then Robinson was instrumental in hiring Mike Vrabel, and you'd think that I mean every. Every sign we've ever had out of this organization is that those two are in lockstep. And there was the video footage of Rabel being clearly upset after the A.J. Brown trade. And so I think if you are just connecting dots with the information we have, if unless there's more happening behind the scenes, that has to be the start of whatever this schism is. And Ed Werder was talking to Mike Vrabel before the Titans-Chiefs game on Sunday Night Football a few weeks ago, basically asking if the Titans running game is the only option and if they have any other ways they can move the offense. And Vrabel said, this is what we have to do. Who the bleep are we going to throw to? And you look at A.J. Mm. Brown dominating okay. the Titans secondary the, last smoke. week. A lot yeah. of smoke. Yeah. On yeah. It. And, it, and you think about it, think about two weeks ago. We were talking about this on Sunday, Mark. So we're like, I was saying, you know, let's let's hold tight on the Titans and, and burying them. Not that you guys were, but because how recently – Two Thursday nights ago when they beat Green Bay 27-17 at Lambeau and they're 7-3, and three, it's, just, it's just so strange to me that we could get so quickly from there uh, to a narrow loss to Cincinnati, to a blowout loss to Philly, and everything that happened with the Brown, and now the GM's out. Um, it just kind of whiplash how quickly things have changed in Tennessee and what, what happens going forward. It really is. I mean, Vrabel, he told us on Sunday, this is a crossroads moment. It really does feel for this organization now where they are going down the stretch. I just think that if there's one area where there's a void of information for most of us covering the game, for people watching, is the in, uh, in-house dynamics between coaches and GMs and some of these other people. Mm-hmm. We just don't know. And so we didn't have that information. We still don't. But there's no way this just started like <laughs> a couple days ago because of just that result right. against the Eagles. And when we're hearing that everyone seems confused, like inside the league and inside the building – to me, that makes me more suspicious that right. it's that it's a personal thing, especially when if you connect some dots. Look, Vrabel's got friends in the media. Uh, in general, you can usually hear things sort of from from the Mike Vrabel perspective, and yet this time it's kind of radio silent, and it's a tale as old as like football time. Coach 
front office disagrees. At some point, one guy hires the other. John Robinson hired Mike Vrabel. And at some point, the power dynamics change or they don't change or they work together. And at this point, Vrabel certainly got more juice. We don't need to question that, that he's the most important person in, in this organization other than the owner. And for whatever reason, you can you can be sure that this move isn't happening unless Mike Vrabel is pushing for it. Yeah. I think, and, and unless someone is pushing back like Mike Vrabel against that, then I'll, that's what I'll assume. And I'll just, I'll just say it. Like, if A.J. Brown goes four for 61 <laughs> in a 21-17 Titans win on Sunday, I think John Robinson's still the GM. Wow. He's still employed. This is this is too weird for Based this on what we know, way. I'd agree with you, but there are we could find out something completely different that blows this entire oh, sure. conversation. But it's just like the, the A.J. Brown, and I'm you agree, I know, Justin, the A.J. Brown decision wasn't just any personnel decision. It changed fundamentally so much about that team and what they could do and, and seeing him thrive the way he has with the best team in football. And it was dumb in the moment. We killed it in the moment. Well, I'll say this. Yeah, also, everyone was shocked when that happened. Right, and Vrabel comes from Belichick. I'm not saying that they're alike in any way, but like it was a move that allowed the player to control the team and the Titans. The negotiations, mm. the front office, it made Vrabel look like he couldn't control the situation with the player. I don't think that's a coach that likes that dynamic. Robinson always ranked pretty high in those uh, GM rankings I do every year. Oh. He's always like sneaky. You're like, oh, okay, the first-round picks have struggled. Uh, since Jeffrey Simmons, although he did draft Jeffrey Simmons, A.J. Brown, and David Long in the same draft, and Amani Hooker. I mean, that's a— 2019 was a killer class. That's a home run draft. Yeah. Uh, and he's had some bad top-of-the-draft picks lately, Caleb Farley, and their offensive line hasn't improved a lot. But for the most part, it's like they've built a team that you know who they are. They're big, strong, and tough. They're not good up, up front right now on the offensive line. But it's like Robinson had did a pretty good job, I think, bringing in talent. I'd like to see Vrabel driving around you know, Nashville listening to this show a couple hours from now and being like, I agree. Agree with that? They don't know what they're talking about. That was a good point. I agree with that. Not they don't have the whole story. That's for the Mark Bot. Um, <laughs> it seems to me that Amy Adams Strunk is not satisfied with winning the division AAS. three times in a row. AAS. I get that, but it's just yeah. it's just week fourteen. That's, it is. If but this also happened after the season, after true. another first round loss, it's a different. True, story. but the timing of it is kind of important because the the college all star circuit's about to start. This is what the time of the year where you have all the tape on the college prospects now because the college football season is just about ending, and they got to gear up and get ready for a draft. And if you don't trust John Robinson's roster construction, which was the main point that Amy Adamstrunk noted in that statement was that the roster construction direction is not right. what we think. Good luck with know. finding something Grave better. Grave Digger has, has an in with AAS, by well, the way, he, based on pre-show conversation. What did he say? You guys have talked. She just complimented I met her once your work. And she I mean, told me she liked my Twitter videos, which was a, a really cool moment as a fan. At a time me. like this, the franchise and your podcast in crisis, and we're talking about personal meetings. What's the name of that podcast again? Relevant. Do we have the, the music about City me Audible. drop? <laughs> I have it. Yeah, I'm gonna play Think it. about what hap- what's happened for the Titans since about 11 p.m. Central time uh, in Wisconsin. It's about me. Todd Downing gets a DUI. They get beat by four points by the Bengals. They get the doors blown off by the Eagles, and A.J. Brown goes off and then talks about it after the game, and then the GM gets fired. Wow. Darkness. Oh, but, hey, but uh, Strunk loves Graver's video, so everything's that's, great. By the so way, that's, that's also good. when I jumped on the Titans bandwagon, right around the time that Todd Downing was having that's his right. night on the town, so or on the plane, then on the town. Mark's on thin ice with the Titans fans right now. <laughs> I didn't intend it to oh, no, be that really? way. But you're, you're two, you're, you have one foot in two bandwagons, the Colts and the Titans, and they're both <laughs> literally in flames. I don't have a foot in the Colts one. bandwagon. After and they hate each dead. other. Those two teams hate each other. Um, all right. Speaking of uh, things Mark was uh, connected to that turned into poison, Baker Mayfield. 
<laughs> what a seg. Seg of the year right there. Uh, he is no longer connected to an NFL team. Uh, he has been waived by the Carolina Panthers, uh, the team that brought him in um, for a conditional fifth-round draft pick in July. He beat out Sam Darnold in the summer for the starting gig. Sam Darnold. And then immediately struggled uh, with the team. Uh, lost five of his six starts. Had an injury. And um, when he found out now with Darnold, now the starter, P.J. Walker, the backup, when he was told he would not be starting or a backup, he requested to be waived. And the Panthers are like, see you later. Good luck. So he hits now, Mark, the uh, uh, the waiver process. There are some teams you could think of that could use a quarterback right now, including one in San Francisco. Uh, we'll see what happens, where he lands. Pretty but, one across uh, the street. We might find out during the show. Wouldn't be surprised if we had a little developing some, news. There is some uh, birdies talking about Baker ending up with the Rams. Uh, but his time with the Panthers ends. He doesn't even make it through this season. I mean, his career has had a very dark trajectory itself. Yeah, I mean, the 49ers just signed Josh Johnson a day after Shanahan kind of shot down the idea that he said he liked Baker Mayfield, like any coach would say, but probably not going to shake things up. So I, I would personally take them off the list. I don't know why you'd do that. Um, maybe the Rams. I think Baker Mayfield was, was, according to Joe Person of The Athletic, it sounded like he was getting the push more from Matt Rule. And so post-Matt Rule, where Steve Wilkes, you know, had interest in other quarterbacks playing, and there was the whispers right when Matt Rule got fired that there was an interest inside the building of seeing Sam Darnold again before the season ended. And I kind of get that like Baker Mayfield, you know, did want his out of this, but I don't think it has anything to do with Baker Mayfield wanting him out his way out. He saw that the team did not have any interest in him in the future. And I don't know what his future is. I would just say that he signed a $21 million signing bonus. He's made additional money. He doesn't need the money. And does a fa- how many first overall picks are content to go through the toil and the grind of being a backup or even fighting for a backup job after that's how you got into the league. I just don't think there's that many, and that doesn't we work feel with like... one, David Carr, but that is notable because well, it's an exception. Di- yeah, but then if you want to throw in the Baker Mayfield personality and stuff, that's very different than David Carr. And I'm, well, that's even, a, you know, even, Mark, like how, how this played out with... And I'm not killing him. This isn't going to be kill Baker about this, but the fact that a guy that's you know buried on a depth chart for a bad team that's had a bad year. He's in the news because he told the team he doesn't want to be there anymore if he's not going to be active. on. There is something to be said for Baker. You're playing poorly. You played poorly for two years. Just be quiet and yeah. wait till the end of the season and then hit the open market and try to resurrect your career. Instead, he's back in the news for wanting to be disconnected from another team. And I just wonder, and I've talked about this, I know Baker has had more success than a guy like Sam Darnold, for instance. Oh, you love this take is aged like the the best Sam wine. Darnold. You know, you're breaking out this take. The it Pecorino is a great take. And this is not going to be Darnold, uh, you know, is better than Baker. I'm not. Ha- I'm just saying I wonder what his market even as a backup will be, even if he wants to be that I don't guy. Think it's, I don't think it's great no. because of the extra Because is this, this even a good look behind the scenes? What do GMs think about him having this conversation and wanting to be waived in the middle of December? I don't, I don't even think it really matters that he said that he wanted a, a change because this it, it's clear to me that as soon as PJ Walker was good to go to be the backup for Sam Darnold that they were just going to be like okay it doesn't make sense to have Baker Mayfield here if he's going to be inactive and then you look at I mean forget even this season Baker Mayfield next year with all the quarterback free agents that are going to be on the market I mean Lamar Jackson Tom Brady Jimmy G Gino Daniel Jones I mean you have like 
a lot of different guys, and it's like, well, I don't think Baker Mayfield is necessarily better than any of them, so it's going to be tough for him. I, I'm glad you brought that up because I'm starting to work on a 2023 free agents list. We're doing like an early uh, top 50 in a couple weeks, and I had done one back in August. And Baker Mayfield was ranked third among the prospective quarterbacks in August, like way ahead of Geno, of course, and ahead of Daniel Jones and ahead of Jacoby Brissett, certainly. And now you think about where Baker Mayfield would be, and he probably won't make the top 101 because I don't know if he fits as a backup, like you said. And this is a chance for another team to take on what's actually a you know a reasonably big size salary a 5 million dollar salary so they actually have to pay him halfway decent money 2 million dollars for the next 5 weeks or whatever it is if you if you uh, amortize it out i don't i don't know if anyone necessarily yeah, claims love that you are well read greg rosenthal amortize what are you doing investing i don't even know if show? that was the right word for I just of it. You, know, it's it's no, you know what never just keep going yep. no one knows if it's the right word so you just sound like you know <laughs> and you know what right. bad job by the host the old zeuser just let it roll uh-huh. because if i don't say anything right the audience is like oh they all know what he means too yeah, we all and now wow, we know they you are don't. just operating at a higher level right i <laughs> right. it's clear you don't know what it means i no think idea. people can just connect the dots and assume that colleen and mark have no concept of i what could it just means. say context clues i think i know what that meant but the word itself was might as well been sent from mars I've seen word. it. I've seen it place. before. I've read it before. Sure. I've never actually used it. I don't think before. So I think he made it up. I don't think it's it a was, new goal. I don't think it was really correct. It was really. I just needed to average it. Out. And you know, we we do have a lot of takes on this show, Greggy, and wrong all the time. When you do get one right. You gradually does, write off you the research. initial. Oh cost no, you're right. Yeah. To be clear, your take was well, that look, if Baker was in the same situation as Darnold, he wouldn't have looked uh, any better. And you're right. And I, it makes me even rethink Kevin Stefanski a little bit. That Stefanski did so well with Baker. Mm. They almost they had a Super Bowl worthy offense with Baker, and then even a year ago, like, you, and now you see what he does with Jacoby Brissett, who's an upgrade from Baker, and you think like, okay, Stefanski. Well, he was made coach of you. the year, so I think a lot of people did. Right. You know, Give him his flowers, Greg, as you're wont oh, to say. Oh, we're not allowed to say that. Oh, I know, not money, money in the flowers jar. Not allowed jar. to say that, Mark. Money I can't in the believe jar. you did, Mark. <laughs> you of all people, Mark. I have one thing to tell you, Dan, by the way. Yes. Had Darnold been the week one starter, yep. he'd be on the street right now, too. I think any uh, uh, anyone no, who played that role. I don't think role, so. Well, that's my conceit. He's a, if nothing else, Darnold might not be a good quarterback, but he's a good soldier. Well, he wouldn't say right. a word. I, You're right. He's zero personality, I so that helps. I can see Darnold being a backup for a long time, and whereas Baker, I don't know if it's going Where did yeah. being a flashy personality get Baker Mayfield in the end? Got him some commercials. I, I think I've already agreed with with your that Baker Mayfield's too big of a headache at this point. But I think Darnold is he you know flies so winner. far under the radar personality wise mm. that that probably helps him. Like anyone in a faceless corporation, just float on, <laughs> float wow. on, and collect your paychecks. Punch your time card. Have a nice time. A big winner in all this though yes. is uh, progressive because oh. Baker was pushing hard to keep those commercials going. They're like, we gotta go. And if they well, had said yes this year, which I think would have been reasonable, they were uh, extremely popular. Commercials, as commercials go, now he would be moving again, and now he's you know he's he's a problem. Like they would have to redo the whole thing. You're That's a, good material, though. I'm sure they could figure something out. He could be at home. He could literally be at home now, not in a stadium <laughs> pretending. Right. This, is, this is this is when insurance comes in handy. You're a great host, Connie, yeah, uh, in your own right. Uh huh. Um, this? this feels and like I a know shot. you liked you liked the last seg. Mm-hmm. Get ready for this one. Okay. Okay. The Browns should not have taken. Baker Mayfield. The Jets should not have taken Sam Darnold. You know who those teams should have taken? 
the number 32 overall pick in that draft, Lamar Jackson. Seg, seg, yep. seg, seg. Who yep. is obviously the star quarterback of the Ravens, a former MVP, the team's only hope to get to the Super Bowl. And now he's likely out of the lineup. He suffered that knee injury that knocked him out of the win over the Broncos on Sunday. And uh, John Harbaugh seemed to be playing the game a little bit while also acknowledging that we ain't having him on the field uh, in week 14 at the very earliest. I would say it's kind of week to week. You know, it's going to be a weekly thing. So uh, as the week goes on, we'll see for this week. It's probably less likely for this week, but it's not impossible. Um, and then after that, it'll become more and more likely. Uh, can I, Mark, can I just say that we just looked at that press conference with John Harbaugh? We've been doing this a long time. Yeah. We were talking before the show because Charlie Sheen comes up every week mm-hmm. on this show. Somehow. In the studio. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we were in the old newsroom in Culver City when the Sheen madness went down in that summer of 10. Remember when John and Jim went to the Super Bowl uh, the same year? Did the press conference and together? And the, the press conference yeah, yeah. and the old man was there? Yeah. John now, you know, 10, 11 years later, you're starting to see him look more like the old man. I guess that's what happens. It happens to you. It, it happens literally to you in your own life. The passage of time. Yeah. He's he's looking at like a, he's more stately. I yes. thought he was wearing a, like that sweat. I was just looking at the sweatshirt he was wearing. Um, it's got to be cold in Baltimore, and they're just very cozy. You just wear that for like three days straight and don't even shower. But how about that passage of time, I Mark do agree Sessler. that the, the passage of time is He is 60 years old. Mark thing. Sanchez pointed that out during a broadcast. Not he, Mark Sanchez. It was alar- alarming. John Harbaugh is a young 60 years old. Oh, no. Joe Buck. God, Gravedigger just destroyed you there. He sniped you. The alliance. No, I like accuracy. The alliance. I don't, I don't, <laughs> a false alliance. I don't want Greg to look like he yeah, doesn't know. No, I, I take it as a compliment that we're a news but information. He had drop ready. I mean, he got he to was, it quickly. He's, remember he's, he remember Macho Man and Hulk coming. Hogan? The mega powers explode over yes. Elizabeth? Yep. Well, that's what just happened here. Yep. We're, we're stronger than that. We had no, a great Monday no, night. Not. It's embarrassing for you, Greg. Oh, that's a good point. Graver uh, helped me out with the Monday night recap last night. Oh, yeah? Fun game. Those Bucks. Well, it's all over now. Never say die. Well, it was never say die. Die game for the Bucks. Let's uh, focus on Lamar Jackson, though. Sure. Does this team have any shot if he's going to miss extended time? Because everybody loves to talk about um, how uh, they have a really good backup in Ty Huntley, but they did lose four of four, five down the stretch here, Connie, last year. Are they just going to repeat that? If this happens again and Lamar misses extensive time. And we talked a little bit about this on the Power Rankings podcast, which you guys can check out and subscribe to and tell all your friends about. But this does have shades of 2021 all over it. And the Ravens were struggling on offense before with Lamar Jackson. So now they have Tyler Huntley, who's just a less dynamic Lamar Jackson. I mean, it is helpful that they don't have to change the offense a ton because he can move around with his legs. He is a similar style but just not as good as Lamar Jackson but that's going to be tough for them now because I didn't feel good about them for a while same they're at Pittsburgh at Cleveland and then Atlanta I I, I would think based on the way Harbaugh was talking Lamar Jackson would be back either during that stretch or or after it that's a it's a manageable stretch but I mean I look at them as underdogs this week I don't think they're a consistent running team with Lamar they just don't have they're just so short on weapons. Everything we said about the Packers, that everyone was so worried about this year, like you can multiply that with the Ravens passing attack. Duvernay doesn't look 
as explosive as he used to. They really don't have a wide receiver. They just have Mark Andrews and now a backup quarterback. Maybe Eric DaCosta should just be fortunate that Mike Vrabel isn't his head coach. Well, I think the the Ravens have also... (laughs) So are the Titans. Super Bowl rings, you know, there's... I don't think it'll be like last year with them falling out of the playoffs, but uh, the Bengals yeah, but have to feel there, pretty Peggy, good. If they don't, have, have, to feel if they don't have playmakers they could trust to help the backup quarterback, and we've seen that defense crumble in crunch time multiple times this year, like what's there? Well, I think the thing is if you keep get, it afloat. If you're going to get Lamar back in like three weeks, say, right? Need him back. I right, guess so that's you, a... let's say you take two of three against Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Atlanta, which is very feasible. Mm. You're fine. And also Tyler Huntley, I don't think I is don't a bad know. backup, yeah. man. I think Tyler Huntley, he, I, I'm not saying he's perfect, but the one thing they have going for him is he, they don't have a totally different type of quarterback that they're inserting in in their Do offense, which is already limited. Is the more likely scenario? Well, I already told you they're not winning the division, so they're trying to sneak in as a wild card. We'll see. I mean, the, you already were, told me that. Yes, I said the Bengals on Sunday are night listening? are winning the division. You have to remember everything Mark says <laughs> opinion-wise on football. That's true for me, too. You have to remember every take I've had. I would on say that. it's it 50-50, Dan. Those three games, I think uh, it's 50-50 whether they go 2-1 and one or 1-2. One and two. That's good analysis. <laughs> you know, everything in life is 50-50. I think they'll number. lose in Pittsburgh and then at Browns. Falcons, decent chance you can sweep those, but it wouldn't surprise you, you may, me if they you lost You may be one. dealing with Desmond Ritter by the time they play the Falcons. I, I am looking into Probably. the crystal ball. Two out of three, they drop. Yikes. And Lamar, it could be a one-week injury. They say PCL injuries are like one to three weeks. We'll see. That's what Zach Wilson had a year ago. Finally in the news, uh, this this Odell story is turning into farce. Um <laughs> It's just never going to end. It just is. I mean, is it getting a little bit funky smelling to anyone else at this point? Uh, Beckham, who's going on the free agent tour, he's all over the place, but he's not working out for anybody, and he still wants to get a deal that signs him through 2023. That doesn't quite add up for me. And Cowboys owner Jerry Jones said he's, quote, not confident at all in Odell Beckham's knee health. Let's hear what he said on KRLD in Dallas recently. Uh, you know, I just think this is an opportunity that is rare because of his availability. Uh, but uh, there's going to be one way or the other. There's not a failure here. I'm talking about the actual signing or not signing. There's not disappointment here. Uh, if this thing uh, works, it'll improve this team now. It'll improve it this year. Uh, if we uh, uh, don't, don't have that, uh, then uh, we're in a positive situation as well. Uh, it has to improve us now. And, uh, uh, you know, that's, uh, uh, that's a pretty tall order. And, uh, I've always enjoyed that Jera always uh, says 300 uh, words when 50 would do fine. Not only this year, but as it impacts the years Word to come. Word economy is not to, uh, The financial aspect. He was the best speaking of the old newsroom days. Oh, I, was, I know what you're going to say. Right. Yeah. Uh, his cadence is so halting yeah. that he's the one guy that you can transcribe without having to stop your recorder <laughs> over and over again. When also he, um, he would do that radio show every week, and so no matter what he'd say, he could do a nursery rhyme, and we post a news story about it because it was the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And those long quotes you have to sit there and transcribe. It would take like 45 minutes for to your point that he just wanders left and right. But there'd be no punctuation. No, it's all it's just, just dot, one dot, sentence dot. that keeps going up and down. Semicolon, <laughs> ellipses, parentheses. Anyway. He really takes you behind the curtain. Yeah. Ralph Vacchiano also reported <laughs> that um, there is, quote, considerable doubt that Beckham can even return to play this year. So... What, what are you doing? That explains know. everything. Yeah. In yeah. His first ACL. Well, not everything. I don't know what happened on that plane, but. 
most things. No, it, that doesn't. That's not explained. He was at the Mavericks game. I don't know if a great you saw time. last night. I know he's having a good time. But if you're not it's healthy, why are you putting like, these teams through this? I mean, I know that it's everything's about yourself that these, in this world right now, but it's like you're OBJ and you're flying around, you're not healthy, and teams are discovering that on the fly. You're wasting everyone's time. Yeah, he is wasting our time. Let's move on. Breaking news. What? Hello. I love when it happens during the show, so we're not lamenting it on text Baker? immediately after. Baker? Baker Mayfield has been claimed by the Los Angeles Rams. Ooh. The Rams who have sent, uh, of course, Matthew Stafford to IR with that neck issue. They have um, Wolford, John Wolford, John a Wolford? quarterback. He was, you know. He's he, also hurt. He got hurt late in that game. So Wolford's banged up, and they need a body. This uh, Maybe not put too much into economy. This is a team that needs a warm body, and Baker is that. Uh, but Baker in Los Angeles looks like it's a thing. Yeah, and... Well, if uh, if the Niners didn't already sign someone, I would have thought immediately that this was just a move to block Baker <laughs> from going to the Niners. <laughs> I love that. Because that's how my petty brain works. But wouldn't but it help the Rams? It also helps to them, Baker too. on a team? But more so, <laughs> right. <think> vengeance. <laughs> uh, one, it, by the way, the uh, amortized amount, which, yes. again, might not be the right word, mm-hmm. $1.35 million, which they'll have to pay the rest of the year. It's about next year. Let me Google I this. Did I, Greg make up the word No, I mean, it's a amortized. real word. I don't know if I'm using it well. It means, like, you know, like averaging out your mortgage. Yeah. Right? Let's explore this topic again. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh, I don't like uh, – <laughs> <laughs> what they did at ESPN, sending out Baker in a Rams uniform. It's clearly John Wolford, and they put, which you know, doesn't seem. Did Wolford give his permission, right, at, mm, to should, use yeah. his body in that way uh, to put his body below Baker? Can't we're still doing the news. Head. Uh, <laughs> this, this, this podcast uh, is never going to end. I don't think this uh, <laughs> move happens if Matthew Stafford isn't potentially done in terms of his career. This is a 2023 move. They they have to see. They want to uh-huh. see if Baker Mayfield could potentially Play be part of the mix mm. next year either competing for a job or a backup or anything else. I hope they're not putting too much, too many eggs in this Baker basket, though. No, they're not. Based on everything free. we've been talking it's about. It's a free, you know, yeah. just We yeah, can now trial. see them out on the town, though. There was a, there was a period where uh, there were Baker Mayfield billboards in Los Angeles that everyone was making fun of on text. It, it, was re- it really here. threw me when I saw it on the 405. Excited, it just didn't make right. any sense to me. Why? You have quarter, you have uh, Matthew Stafford here in town. You have other athletes and celebrities here It didn't here in make town. a lot Why of sense. Why do you have Baker Mayfield on the side of the 405? Well, now it does. You named famously your son Colt after Colt McCoy. Imagine you had a son that lined up with uh, Baker's draft. No, that is a pretty I, decent I stopped, chance. Stopped, Baker Sessler would have been a thing. No, I stopped draft or naming children after Browns quarterbacks after one one of them. Well, after I'm just one. saying, but in it another was also my last child. Universe. Could have been Johnny, a Johnny Sessler too. That would have been worse than Manziel. Jacoby. Jacoby, if it was like a week seven baby this year, you know, before the Jacoby change. Jacoby Sessler, I kind of like that. Kind of good that name. works a little bit. That's anyway, nice. hmm. um, there's still a, there's still a chance. So we're talking Beckham, we're talking Maple. Let's talk about some guys that matter when we get back. That's what's happening in the news. Hey guys, it's Steve Cavino from Cavino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck 
Like a rugged half-ton tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck... You buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a -a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash stereo right now. NetSuite.com slash stereo. NetSuite.com slash stereo. From the Chris Wesseling Podcast Studio in Inglewood, California, it's America's favorite game show. What's more likely? All right, welcome back. Wow, <laughs> this is a uh, this studio audience is hyped for one of the uh, I call them a, a legacy segs mm-hmm. of ATN. Just this like certainly is the legacy drop from the uh, the Philly Country Club that we will Poconos. Poconos that we will resurface in time. But right now we're going to focus on what's more likely as we look at. There are five weeks remaining, uh, ladies and gentlemen, in the regular season. And we are going to um, lay out two different scenarios. And as the game uh, title should key you in on, you amortize it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you have (laughs) a what's more likely scenario. So let's get it going. Uh, who wants to start? Here we go. Colleen will get it. us going. I knew it. I'm ready. Colleen I Wolf love a game show. From Philadelphia, okay. PA. Here we go. Cue the applause. 
I'll wait. All right. There you go. There we go. So, after a season drenched in turmoil and chaos, both Nathaniel Hackett and Steve Wilkes return as head coaches next season. Other one. Or both Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers ghost the Graybeards mm. and return for at least another season as starters with their current teams. And that is the real what's more likely from a live show in London. I love that. That's pretty good. Sold out crowd. I'm going to go Brady and Rodgers because I you know, I think they love I think they both love to toy with especially Rodgers with this court me all off season. Mm. Every time I speak, we're going to have to you have to write a news story or talk about it on your little podcast whether <laughs> everything I say and Brady just probably does not want to go do that announcing thing right now, which sounds like something he might never do. So one more year of football, maybe not with the Bucks, but with a whole different team. Yeah, I mean, she said it had to be the same team. Mm-hmm. You Oh, well, mm-hmm. I'll, but I'll even say Bucks. You wonder you wonder if uh without digging into the, the man's personal life, how much of that I'm agreeing to do the announcing thing. I'm setting that up was in deference uh, to amortize his wife, sure. you know, and to get <laughs> I her don't think children. That works. What? That, None that of that usage works. None works. Of what? None of well, that works. I would say family, the family structure and the future of the, fa- the Brady Absolutely. family. Absolutely. Like yeah. And you wonder now his life is in a very different place, obviously, than where it was when he signed that Fox deal. I, I'll say this living in the moment, but that's what we do on the show sometimes that Hackett and Hackett is gone. I mean, he's as Obviously. good as gone. That's that's what really makes this and, one tough. And, and Rodgers, um, I really think a, a strong finish from Rodgers, and I think it matters in a way. I was thinking about this. The Christian Watson turning into a, a big star potentially here. Yeah. That gives them something to have hope. And then Rodgers can talk with management and say, all right, now go get me a big receiver. I pair him with Watson, make some fixes on this D, and let's go for it again. I, I That wouldn't surprise me. And Brady's not going anywhere. That's m- way more oh, likely wow. than me. I, really? I think it's I think it's more likely Rodgers and Brady, but let's break it down. Hackett, gone. He, he gone, gone, and yeah. that's why that's what about less likely. Wilkes? Wilkes got a real chance. I think it might be even close to 50-50, especially mm-hmm. if they win mm-hmm. three out of the last five. I think he's back, and I think there's a chance they do win three out of the last five. So he's got a chance, but Hackett just eliminates that. Rodgers, that's close to 50-50 as well. I think how Jordan Love plays will be an interesting thing to watch. I think they'll want to see but ultimately, I would lean that that's higher than 50-50. He returns. Brady, I think it's way lower than 50-50 that he's on the Bucks. I think he's playing football and that he's a free agent. And there's little in Tampa to me that would indicate that he would want to go back there. So I don't 40, think he, so does he seem like he's having he's fun. be on a new team. I think the Las Vegas Raiders make a lot of sense for Tom Brady, but I think there could be other teams. What about the Patriots? No, I, that well, when that was God. thrown out and just a random like throw things you against water. Well, you know what? I just I don't think I, I love I that think... sound. I love that sound bite because yeah. it's just this. Greg is absolutely certain of the future, and the NFL <laughs> it's is an so opinion. bizarre. No, it's so <laughs> the NFL is so bizarre that when that happens. We'll just play that a thousand times because it's not it's nothing's out of nothing would surprise you guys, me. You haven't been this mad about a take since I said I didn't want Russell Wilson. No, over it's just Mac the, Jones. the definitive knowledge right, of it where right. it's like we I don't know it. what will happen. Uh, like he could go Sessler anywhere. Has not wild definitive. Eyes. It's yeah. an opinion. But I think if you think about the two men involved, Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, uh, I just don't think they're going to want to work together again and go through that all again. Or they, they just, can say F you to everyone that think that has thought they can't get along and they go back and win another I, AFC title. I, I'm going to have to ask Seth Wickersham on that one. But I think Rodgers and Brady's play. <laughs> play football again next year um where they end up landing whatever that's that's yeah that feels like a coin flip but Hackett 
And I, I don't think Will, I, I don't think that Wilkes made it. I really just wanted to see the temperature on Steve Wilkes because uh, I think he has a, a shot. Well, I thought about including Wilkes in my next one. So, and then he wasn't at the last second because of a result from last night. All right, go ahead. But I'm going to throw it Transition. out there here. Not and as good as my transitions from earlier in the show. Not no. the well, year. It wasn't Sorry, even right. trying. I was no, just saying, nice uh, let's go. You've been amortized. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the Raiders. <laughs> You've been amortized. <laughs> one, have won two straight. They're at five and seven. They're two back of the Jets. They would probably have to take the Jets out of the playoffs if they go in. The me. Raiders end up making the playoffs or... The team of around the NFL, Detroit Lions, who would have a five-game winning streak right now Very if good. not for a beautiful throw by Josh Allen, make the playoffs. Well, let's start with the schedules. You know, Raider Zeus has been pumping up the rate. Thank you. Zeus has been pumping up the Raiders as a team that could surprise people and get back in the mix. If they get uh, the Rams win, that gets them to six and seven. Uh, if then they go host New England, winnable at Pittsburgh, winnable. All of a sudden, the home game that we just checked off as a loss against San Francisco. Well, let's see. Let's see what the quarterback can do in San Francisco. And then home against Kansas City. Who knows what's on the line uh, then? So the Raiders have a path to nine and eight, I think. And then the other team is the Lions. They have a pretty let's soft schedule. Let's take a look at the Lions. The Lions the also five and seven. They have home against Minnesota. We talked about this on Power yeah. Rankings, Connie. It is so imperative, Greggy, that the Lions win on Sunday against the Vikings. Because if they don't, that's the eighth loss, and it's just not happening. But if they do, I do think they do grab that last spot Whoa. in the wild card playoffs. So I'm going to say the Lions are more likely, but it all hinges on the favored, by the way, Detroit Lions beating the 10-2 and two Vikings. I don't Although, like Kirk Cousins calling this already a hat and t-shirt game because they win the division if they win the game. Don't you like say or that. Don't, oh, you don't like I it. do not like that. But it and is. I, and, <laughs> yeah, but you don't. Why go throw around that verbally? Just let it be under, un, we, under the surface we know that is. I'm going Lions. Well, the Lions have a, a big game every week, right? And their next game is against the New York Jets. Hamana! Yeah. In Hamana. the Meadowlands at hmm. Carolina and then home for Chicago and in Green Bay. So those are all winnable games. Those last three. I, there's a better chance that a 9-8 and eight team gets the 7 seed, I believe, in the NFC rather than the AFC. Starting to seem possible mm-hmm. in the so AFC, I, though, I think Greg. the Lions are a little better than the Raiders, and uh, I think the 9-8 and eight team making it is more possible. I can the see the NFC. Lions winning three in a row, getting us very jazzed up. And then losing two games, they absolutely Don't have no business. There. No. There it is. Yes. He what? never, he never yeah. was on board. Never Come on the on. train. Pretends he's on the train. I, I'm either one, the, or, and if not them, the Raiders. Like if, I, this over, over value. Daddy, the Raiders. Daddy, you know, was giving us pats <laughs> it, on Mark. the head with the Lions, and then, but he doesn't really believe in us. I think it's amazing that you think I have that power. I'm just the, suggesting the team that's of possible. ATN, we don't consider scenarios of them gagging then down the stretch. Th- then they'll go 5-0 and oh and they beat your Jets. Like you, that's, I you're believe up in for the that? Lions. Just like to be consistent here, I said that the Lions are going to make the playoffs on power rankings. Okay. You sure did. But I do think they will, just based on the momentum they have right now, they started 1-6, and six, but a lot of those games were close. Then they reeled off three straight wins. They lost by three points to the Bills on Thanksgiving, so they almost had that one. Then they crushed the Jags. I think they can I, I think they can do it. Can I just say, Mark, I don't want to be pas- too passionate about the Lions <laughs> Thing. But this tank, this team of ATN tank, runs on positivity and optimism. Yeah, but I'm not going to be controlled by 
by I'm not going to be told what I have to do from a fan's perspective. That's absurd. Why do you need to control <laughs> someone else's emotions? I'm it just saying. Hurts. It hurts. We, Greg, we I hear, don't believe you have anything inside of you in the mentions, to begin with. So. We, we hear in the mentions <laughs> the Lions fans who say that. I don't want to hear about say the manufactured that, emotions. That, that is, I think, where it's, this is coming from because we're hearing a lot in the mentions from Lions fans who said, thank you, Dan. Thank you, Greg, for believing in us all along. And then that other, there's that other guy. That's unbelievable. But I mean, it's not even t- like the minute I walk out of the studio, it is it isn't even water. It's evaporated into complete mist into mist. All right. So let me let's transition <laughs> to the uh, if we're talking NFC, let me just throw another one out there because we're all penciling in certain teams in the NFC. Oh, they have a spot. So you mm-hmm. can't, oh, like a team like the Lions. Oh, they can only get the seventh spot. They, oh, they can never get. There, there's no way there's multiple wild card spots there to be had by weekend. Oh, oh, amortize this, amortize that. How about this? Brock Purdy goes full Warner and goes with the 49ers all the way to the Super Bowl. Ooh. And can you imagine his uh, media night scrum, mm, wow. the the, uh, the oh. chum in the waters for that human interest story? Oh, Mr. Irrelevant. <laughs> Quite the contrary, isn't it, Brock? You'll be tired of it by then. <laughs> what a story it would be, though. Or, and why I bring it up, the Niners crater with an overburdened neophyte QB. Mm. And they are fighting for their playoff lives come week 18 versus the Cardinals. Now, you're going to say that's ridiculous. The Niners, oh, yeah. The Niners are too good. There's, there's no, they're so balanced on both sides of the ball. Kyle Shanahan's going to figure it out. Brock Purdy was the final pick in the draft. He is a seventh-round rookie who has all of a sudden been thrust into a Super Bowl, Super Bowl competition a race this is not where he was supposed to it's not fair to ask Brock uh, Purdy to be successful in this situation if he does it's an amazing story but you look at this remaining schedule Tampa Bay up next I don't know what to make of the Bucs. Let's be honest but they are not going to be an easy game that's not an easy win bad oh they seem simple at Seattle we know Seattle is a tough a tough game especially on the road okay Home Washington. All right, you're the favorite there. Washington has to travel. But Washington's a tough – those some tough SOBs there uh, on the commanders. At Vegas, we just talked about the Raiders. That's a team that is playing well. So is it possible – what what's their record right now? Eight, Eight and four. four. Mm-hmm. Is it possible that they run into a lot of turbulence and all of a sudden need that win against the Cardinals? Mm. What's more likely? I mean, you're asking what's more likely. I know what I want to happen. I think Brock Purdy <laughs> – running the table or getting them into the playoffs and then having a Jeff Hostetler, Kurt Warner would be the greatest sports story we've ever covered, and it probably will continue to be for the rest of our lives. But can I just even say that? We use those, <laughs> those examples, Hostetler with the Giants in 90, um, Warner with the Rams in 2000. Like those guys, like Warner was 27, 28, who'd been through wars. He's been, he had been through, you know, other arena league and all that stuff. Hostetler was a, a young backup. This guy is a raw green rookie with right. no well, experience. I believe you used Warner in your example. That's why yeah, I'm, I'm saying from- like even that, even those don't exactly track to what we're asking Brock that's, Purdy to that's do. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I think we all would want that, but I think it's much more likely that the Niners who were a couple weeks ago just sitting at six and four before they beat a bad Saints team, and then the Dolphins thing happened. 
it's much more likely that as well coached as they are, and they have a lot of strengths, that they're basically playing four potential playoff teams over the rest of the schedule, then would need to go and play the gauntlet of three NFC teams, mm. if not four, to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, it's much more likely that they crater. I don't think wow. that will happen. I, you well, think it's more likely that they, that Brock I, Purdy won, wins a Super Bowl? Of, of one of of those two options, I kind of liked what I saw out of Purdy there. We've seen mm-hmm. Kyle Shannon coach up offensive talent. I'm assuming he's not going to carry the load. I'm trying to think of an, an example, like you mentioned, of a quarterback being carried along. Tom Brady in 2001 as a second-year player who was drafted in the sixth round and certainly wasn't I mean, in Jimmy above average. Jimmy G was kind of carried along right. the year he they went to the Super Bowl. wasn't an above-average starter. Even that's a little bit of and a stretch. And when you're using Tom Brady as the example, it's like a once-in-a-lifetime <laughs> right. situation the way that played that's out. That's fair. Um, but I still think it's the 49ers making the Super Bowl. But what if it wasn't Brock Purdy starting? in the Super Bowl. What if there was a Brady-Bledsoe uh, controversy? Because I've got some developing news. That's what? right. Hit it, Justin. Two Bledsoe's out of retirement? <gasps> Tom Brady traded. Sources have told uh, ESPN's Adam Schefter that Jimmy Garoppolo does not need foot surgery. If rehab goes well, he could return in seven to eight weeks. Do the math. We're five weeks from the playoffs. It's a possibility Whoa. he could contribute in the playoffs. Hmm. A possibility. So we get, you know what? That's good. That's great. I'm happy for Jimmy G. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, so we're going to see a physically hampered and limited Garoppolo in January. Again, well, also, like, let's say Brock Purdy goes six and zero and gets right. you into the NFC title game. Then they do one of those things like different starter now plays super important playoff game. The thing crumbles well, and Jimmy G is never allowed back Purdy, in San Francisco. If Purdy gets that far, if it's really seven to eight weeks and they're in the divisional round, unless they've somehow gotten there with Purdy playing poorly, I feel like you'd be riding well, the Purdy train. Now, well, yeah. now we can more closely follow the uh, the Brady history on that because Brady did replace an injured. Bledsoe had the job into and through the playoffs until he got hurt in the AFC title game. Bledsoe comes off the bench, helps get him the dub, and then Brady back in the lineup for the Super Bowl. Just having Garoppolo in the building and active, that would be better than what they have. Who's backing up Brock Purdy right now? Josh That's a, Johnson, Josh John, who they just yeah, signed today. Just He's been in. on you know, 27 so. teams I mean, at if this it's, point. So. If it's get to the Super Bowl with Purdy or, or, or maybe be fighting for a playoff spot at this point, it's fighting for a playoff spot. Greg, that okay. throw into the back a, of the end zone by Drew Bledsoe against the Steelers. Who caught it? AFC title game, 2001. Is it David Patton? That's correct. Huh. Good job. I was testing you. <laughs> wow. Great moment. I mean, especially as someone where Bledsoe kind of ended their uh, string of terrible quarterbacks, and so you had a lot of fondness for the man. It was a nice moment. I'm not going to look that up to make sure it's right. Oh. <laughs> I was like, but that's what was in my right head, host. too. That Just was what was in my head. caught one in the Super Bowl, uh, I so I might Patton not be sounds right. sounds right, unless he had the punt return. I, let's, that was, all right. that okay. was Troy Brown. Who Troy Brown. Okay. okay. Who is up? Mark, you are up. <laughs> Wait. All right. Did you, didn't you just go? I did, but I was third. Okay. Don't don't worry about right, it. it. Would you it. like me to? Zeus it was it, it, oh, you yeah. say David Patton, big game player, David Patton. Okay. The uh, lock. I love Cecil. Fathers. <laughs> Unite. That's your name at this point. I don't even recall. We're the Lock Fathers. Oh, that's right. Uh, okay. <laughs> speed it. Yeah, like, let's speed it up. Gotta get out of here. All right, Russell Wilson's camp leaks a nefarious whisper campaign that places him in a favorable light while setting up Nathaniel Hackett as an obvious fall guy. This will be fleshed out with ugly behind-the-scenes details that make Hackett look like a disorganized loon and have people suddenly empathizing with Wilson's plight. 
you know, this isn't being run like an NFL offense and team, etc. Russ was never given a chance and has kept a smile on his face the whole time. The vibe here is that even we are compelled to give Wilson another shot under a new staff and he somehow escapes major blame during the very long offseason ahead. Or, and I'm not going Kyler Murray here, which seems like the obvious other side B, but no, we get reports to us, obviously coming from Mac Jones's camp, that paint the behind-the-scenes mm. situation in New England, namely the offensive coaching staff, Matt Patricia, Joe Judge, you know, Bobbert McBobby, whoever's doing the plays over there. That is the an, name. As an absolute <laughs> madhouse that leads to Mac Jones. The Patriots are described as an absolute madhouse where it's like, oh, this Belichick guy maybe just botched this whole thing. And it ends up to Mac Jones playing somewhere else in 2023. This will not work. Ooh. Mm. Traded, huh? Well... Okay, I'm definitely taking the first one because the first one was one of my sandwich props this year, which I'm feeling good about. It was the Broncos missed the playoffs, and we have a sourced report of differences between Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, and I could see that happen. You're kind of but already But there's a little bit of a tint. This is also that we come out thinking that, oh, you know what? We have a feeling that Russell Wilson was kind of the, the good guy in all this where he kept on a happy face, not just bad. We, we already get that Nathaniel Hackett's a disaster. Right. We haven't had those reports mm-hmm. yet, and Hackett's probably gone. We have seen a little bit of that, I think, pushback in Denver about how Russell Wilson, including from his teammates, has handled everything. Not like he's been unprofessional. He's trying his best and all that stuff. But that's way more likely to me because I think Mac Jones, even if he is unhappy, which he Kind of seems unhappy, and there was Doesn't some seem talk happy. about that. I just don't think he's going to play that game where he's like trying to take down the greatest coach of all time yeah. through sourced reports. That feels dangerous. Asante Samuel did it, and he was fine with it. He's still doing it. Uh, it. It's happened over the years here and there, but I don't think Mac Jones is going to do it. I think it'd be aimed at Matt Patricia, which I think a lot of people would make an easy target out of. And your your Mac Jones's career is on the brink right now. If this is how it's going to stay, yeah, I I think like with with the Bronco situation. The idea that you would need to drum up some type of media campaign against Hackett would be like some investigative reporter set, spending 12 months investigating <laughs> well, no, why the ingredients more, no, in Burger that, King again, aren't good that enough. The tone is like, that we spend the offseason <laughs> thinking Russell Wilson definitely deserves a second chance But it here. doesn't. Like, it doesn't. Because right now we don't think that about him at all. I don't think it's a all. story. Right. I, I, because Russell Wilson's not going anywhere. And B, he's not going to lose his job. Like I, I think they have to have a – he's going to get a second year. And I think it's it's Hackett that's the easy guy to just cut loose and say, all right, that was bad. This this will work better. Russell will be better with this guy. That's going to be right, the story they, around this we, team. We, we view Russell Wilson's career as over, and the Broncos is sabotaged by the worst in-house move they've ever made in our lifetime versus a couple weeks from now, oh, you know what? I'm kind of ready to give Russell Wilson a second chance and a big mulligan on that. Nathaniel Hackett disaster. That's what the reporting would come because Russell Wilson's done that. He attempted to do that with the Seahawks in various ways. Yeah. I think the Broncos, they have to make it work with Russell Wilson, but I understand how you're talking about a PR campaign to help Wilson's image at this point. But, but also, he's not good at PR campaigns, Russell Wilson. No. And the well, tape's been so bad on Russell Wilson that there's no way anybody would, it would be credible that it was the coach's fault this year. I almost think it's gone so poorly, and they are the worst offense in terms of scoring points mm-hmm. in 22 years. I mean, that's how it that I'm almost worried. I'm not going to hit my sandwich prop because he doesn't even need to put source reports out there. That's I mean, what I mean. It's going anyways. It is a mess. And, and Mac Jones is frustrated like everyone else that follows the Patriots with the play calling. I think they're going to make some fixes there and, and Jones will be back as well. So I think it's way more likely that 
Shoot, I don't it's, know. I don't think either is likely spot at all. To be in. But I, I go. You gotta, you gotta pick laugh. one. Wilson, Wilson's camp undermines the head coach. Just feels. That's more likely. Just unnecessary. Mm-hmm. All, all right. right, one more quick one. How about a speed round? Okay, this one uh, involves a uh, like real quick. Oh wait, it was Mark. We only went around once that time. Do you want to just oh, cut wow. it? You want to get out of here? No, let's do it quick. All Look, right, it's, quick. It's fun. It's fun. All right, Tom Brady. We're having fun. Tom Brady is announcing games for Fox next year. And so we already kind of hit Brady. Mm-hmm. Or at least three of the four hosts on this podcast attend the NFL Christmas party. All right. Works at Fox next. Well, there's, um, there are. There we go. Brady's three playing four? football next year. I'm just talking about the host. We're I not think it's way more guys. likely that the three of us attend the NFL Christmas party. Yeah, okay. I'm a company woman. Yeah. Okay. I think I think I've maybe been hearing four. some, I think you know, some maybe skepticism. Four. I think four is possible. Yeah. Okay. Where is it at again? T- Top, Top golf. golf. Three of four. Four of four. Somewhere in between there. Okay. Okay. I just thought. We will uh, soldier on. Some All right. How about this one? Well, you're not wrong. Everyone. On, on everyone the... got very awkward there. It's tough. <laughs> no, I think that's an easy one. I think that's okay. a slam dunk. How okay. about this one? Along those lines. Okay. Sean McVay and Sean Payton. Switch places, McVay to TV for big money, Peyton to the Rams to rebuild the fallen champions, or the Seahawks get out while the getting is good on Geno. They allow him to get that big contract he deserves in free agency while Seattle can follow their old game plan from back in the day, draft a quarterback that they can control financially, and then build an elite roster around. The latter. <laughs> Get yes. the buzzer too soon. I, the latter, because I think that's what their plan was all along. As nice as the Geno stories has been, I think the latter is more likely because I just don't see the McVay Peyton thing possibly happening. That would be a bad job, the Rams job, and I don't think Sean Payton's taking it. I can't imagine yeah. McVay well, walking away. And then I also in think the McVay, because he leveraged interest in from Amazon into a massive raise from the Rams last year. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to quit now. I think that was a, a bit of a commitment. Uh, to make that move. Like, if you're going to make that move, you got to stick around. So I don't see them trading. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I never thought the Seahawks would take, like, a quarterback high, though. I mean, I think Pete Carroll wants defensive players yeah, high. Don't he, they have the number two pick now? Like, yeah, right. He yeah. wants to take second Things or third change. round picks at Is this supposed at to be a good quarterback draft? Gino will be a very tricky free agent because someone will pay him huge money. And is will the Seahawks, like, give him a Ryan Tannehill $30 million a year type deal? Like, we'll see. Someone will. And if it might not be the Seahawks, you're yeah. right. Connie. Seahawks, they get a new quarterback. Okay, here we go. Uh, what's more likely? The Steelers rally, winning four of their last five to finish the season with a winning record and preserve Mike Tomlin's streak of 16 straight non-losing seasons. Or, after 11 years of relentless effort against all odds and against the wishes of everyone in this room – Dan successfully brings back into the zeitgeist Charlie Sheen's winning. Uh, I do it alone, or it's more a cultural thing that builds up in bubbles? Because <laughs> there's got to be more people well, like could be me a out bri- there. Well, you could be a bricklayer. I mean, it's her, what's more likely. But, yeah. right. Wow, winning. I, I feel like they're, I'm not alone. You know how they say with the aliens out there, mm-hmm. like we are not alone? I don't think I'm alone in wanting Sheen to once again Grab the zeitgeist. No, I think you're right. And we were talking about this before the show, so I happen to have this article 
uh, up here. <laughs> I'm sorry. Charlie Sheen is annoyed by people like you, I think. he People have said to me, hey, man, that was cool. That was so fun to watch. That was cool to be a part of and all that energy and support and sticking it to the man. And my thought is that, oh, yeah, great. I'm so glad that I traded early retirement for an effing hashtag. There were 55 different ways for me to handle that situation, and I chose number 56. And it keeps going on that he calls it yeah. a meltdown, no and he has a lot of regrets about it. I mean, it. I guess Charlie Sheen, like, doing heavy meth has gone worse for more people. Like, you got something out Allegedly. of it. So. Um, I think he uh, – that was an extraordinary time in our history. And I think he's speaking to that. Like, how did that even happen? Right. A helicopter surrounding my house, uh, waiting on every word that was coming out of my mouth. I think that is more likely that it's back because the people like me want it back. <laughs> Chaz Sheen at the center of the discourse. I'd have to go. I'd have to agree with you heavily. I'm going Steelers for sure. If you look at the numbers uh, last month or so, they're like a top 10 team here. Mike Tomlin's got them playing well. Yeah, they are getting better. Finally, Mark, close it out. Okay, very quick. Lovey Smith is retained as Texans coach or three-parter. Cliff Kingsbury is retained as Cardinals coach or Sean Payton becomes the Chargers coach. Ooh. Uh... Still learning how mm-hmm. to set up the, the crowd there after all these years. The it's easy to forget. Speaking of which, uh, everyone think... should join our crowd on January 18th. Decent Wednesday. Seg. Decent seg. Wednesday. Ooh. It's just time. We're listening to the, the people. And then when we do right. a live show, we've Tradi- we've done what's more likely sometimes in the crowd. Remember when in. Mark was just like making them do it, even when it wasn't <laughs> like the prop. It wasn't the question. He just wanted the power over the crowd. I don't remember, even remember that. He I wanted know. the power. Yeah, he said, I, "I just like to feel the power." And so, watch Mark <laughs> feel the power. June, January eighteenth, where the power. Bourbon Room in Hollywood. Tickets are gonna sell out at some point, so don't wait until the end. Yes. Okay, so I'm gonna ATN answer homecoming. Mark's question. Oh, Here? because uh, Greg jammed in that transition there? It, it's I'm fine. I'm just saying that. It's fine. Let's throw it in. I just, People you know, I felt listening. like Mark was left hanging a little bit there. Oh, you thank know, you, Colleen. Uh, I sense that. He, Mark's he body language seemed to indicate that as well. No one responded. I would like to thoughtfully respond. <laughs> thank you, Colleen. You're welcome. Yeah. I think that... <laughs> The most likely situation here is that Peyton is the Chargers head coach in 2023. I love that. It's super saucy. I do, too. I like the idea of the Chargers doing better at that position. And most importantly, something that Sean Peyton can't control. Uh, just be healthier. The yeah. Chargers. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. I agree. I don't think Cliff is. I think Cliff would be number two on this list. Lovey feels like he's probably not coming back. Cliff Man. is probably not coming back. And Texans, Brandon Texans Staley, are playing a lot of coaches. I think right now. the Brandon Staley era is on the line these next two weeks. So he has the Dolphins Sunday night, and then he's got the Titans the week after that. The schedule's mm-hmm. pretty easy after that, but I think there's a chance they go 0 and 2 here. I think they're inferior in terms of the way they're playing to those two teams. And if they fall to six and eight, they're not going to end up. Okay, I have a one. I have one more. Just a quick okay. bonus. Can I just say one thing? Super quick. I understand the David Cully situation. They made the decision to move on the the Texans. And hire Lovey Smith, a, a veteran who made it to the Super Bowl coach. But at no point were the Texans supposed to be even really competitive this year, I didn't think. And they're going to fire him after one year, too. You're also paying like 50 different people a full contracts. I just don't understand the, why nobody's getting stuff together. a second True. year when clearly this team is multiple years away from being competitive. But go ahead, Colleen. Okay. Um, this one actually goes out to Mark Sessler. Oh, ah, mm, okay. okay. <clears throat> What's more likely? 
In a wild turn of events, the Dolphins get into the mix on the Odell Beckham World Tour. Mike McDaniel sends his best and brightest to the airport to show OBJ what the 305 is all about. First stop, courtside seats to watch the heat. But en route to the game, disaster strikes as protesters outside FTX Arena swarm their car. 300 crypto bros angry at Larry David for keeping them out of the Bored Ape Yacht Club surround Tua's BMX i8 fully loaded. With options limited at this point, Tua calls an audible, scans the street, searching for answers, dials up a prayer for Mike Gesicki. Mike, you at the game? Wow, look at this. Ew, gross. You're drinking eggnog? It's like 80 degrees out. Listen, I need a favor. Tua's quick thinking pays off and impresses Odell. With all hope appeared lost, hundreds of drunk Santas flood the arena parking lot. Oh, shit. SantaCon is this weekend, says Teddy Bridgewater from the back seat. Gasicki leads the pack of rabid St. Nick's, sauced up on Nog and Jello shots, dancing like Jalen Waddell in one-on-one coverage, and orchestrated Barfarama and Suze, covering the marauding Bitcoin bros in filth. Gasicki springs into action, helping Tua, Teddy, and Odell, and the Dolphins escape unscathed. Y'all crazy. I love Miami, says OBJ, who recalls the story at his introductory press conference the following morning. Or (laughs) or Matt Patricia is the Patriots head coach in 2023. (laughs) Well, I see how you've done. Oh, you dastardly cat. I like that. There's no way the other thing can happen. So the it has to be Odell. That is the more likely scenario. (laughs) There's literally no world where where Patricia is a head coach in our league ever again. I love that you. First of all, don't. I'm glad we didn't get out of the show without you reading that. That would have been a lost uh, gem right there. That was a masterpiece. And um, there's a ghost. There's a ghost writer behind the glass that contributed to that. You don't have to say that. See, we're learning something today that we don't have to always say things just so it makes us look better. You know. Yeah, but I thought that it would be important to well, shout this person out. That's nice. Who is the person? It was a it was a collaboration. Who? Well, we have not named a name, so it could be anyone. I, I'm remain... guessing it's a six foot seven man who wears a Nameless. mask and does not speak. I'm going the Odell scenario because I think Belichick, when he leaves, is going to hand written. it off to one of his children. He's going to hand it off to Steve, mm. the namesake I, of the f- I, father one, who wrote um, the book. Fly in the ointment, though. It's no. It's they're trying to take the FDX name. Off of it, you know, be, they they are suing the company. Staples. They don't have any money to pay. Yeah. Um. The the money it was 135 million dollars amortized over 19 years. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way that was right. Uh, but I think it might have been. It was, yeah. that, one, that one was right. Santa Con. Santa Con. All sorts of angles here. Mark. I've been to it. I walked into a Santa Con in Northern Cal one time, and it was one of the weirdest three-hour stretches of my life. No, I wasn't dressed as that figure, but I you was just, just there wandering for around three with hours. Yeah. All right, let's take a break and hit Thursday Night Football. Hey guys, Mario Lopez here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. 
Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit biotoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. You fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform with one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com stereo right now. NetSuite.com stereo. NetSuite.com stereo. All right, this TNF preview is presented by Prime Video, the new exclusive home for Thursday night football. All right, we are across the street on Thursday uh, for, you know, a game that on paper looked very good. A game. It is a game. A game will it, be played. It is the Raiders who we've spoken of that are on, the, on a run right now looking to make it four in a row. And the Rams, who I guess could have Connie, and you you handle coverage of Thursday Night Football on NFL Network. The Rams that might mm-hmm. have Baker Mayfield on the field. I don't know. Who knows? I'm sure we'll There's talk a about it out a, there, a couple right? times during that pregame ESPN show. ESPN indicated he could maybe play Thursday, which seems surprising. What? Yeah, like got to get Baker on the field with no practice reps, having not even knowing the names of his teammates. Whew. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is the MJD Bowl. Um, who will be on the show with us, and then ah, we'll nice. go over and do the Rams radio. But the Raiders at this point, they've won three straight. I mean, they dictated a lot against the Chargers in that game. Josh Jacobs, he rushed for almost 150 yards. I mean, Devontae Adams, look, it's a, it's a short week, and the Rams are a disaster. So I feel like this one's pretty easy. The Raiders' defensive line has played great the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. out of nowhere. Cra- yeah. Crosby's been great, but their defensive tackles have been playing well. Jerry Tiller, who they picked up from the Chargers, played well. Chandler Jones has as many pressures in the last two weeks, 19, as he had in the entire season until the last two weeks. Like, he's been dominant mm-hmm. in the last week. They're, like, single-handedly bringing back the flea flicker. 
Like McDaniels is just flea flickering it up, basically. They got Jakob Johnson, Henry's old uh, friend from the International Pathway program, blowing up open holes. They're a fun team. They're a fun team that Danny adopted early in the season. Yeah, and I wrote about this on Power Rankings. How is it possible? They have two legitimate Offensive Player of the Year candidates, Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs, a leading contender for Defensive Player of the Year in Max Crosby. And they're still two games under, despite winning three games in a row. It's almost like, Mark, that maybe maybe the universe is correcting itself and their record is getting back to where it should have always been, uh, which would mean they should paste the Rams. Is this even in the lock zone? I don't lock on Thursday. I got out of that game. Uh, but this should this feels like a double-digit win for the Raiders, and yet they are a hard team to trust even now. I mean, the, the, six of their losses were one-score losses. They were, like we were talking about, like they're the reverse Vikings. So right. I think it's, it is correcting itself a little bit. And Devontae Adams has been utterly unstoppable. Uh, the Rams have the sixth worst, worst defensive pass DVOA right now. You can throw on them. Uh, they do have the fifth best run, though. So I don't, I'm not, this is, that's also, you know, stacked off a whole season. You don't have, at this point, Aaron Donald. You don't have Sean Robinson. You don't have guys that, like, were meant to be on this team. They have $83.4 million of their salary cap on injured reserve right now. Oh so it's God. like, if this Raiders team that we've talked about on this show and on previous shows is turning the corner, you got to come in and stamp the Rams. You got to, because you also, I think, need to tell yourselves you can't get stuck in these close games over and over and over. Can you exert your muscle? Can Devontae Adams go out there and absolutely dominate a Rams team that, outside of playing well against Seattle, is slightly like psychologically shattered at this point? I think that was their Super Bowl. They were so fired up for that game against for Bobby the Seahawks. Wagner. Bobby Wagner. Man, he played so well. He played so well. He's played great all season. That was one move they made that Ooh. totally worked. Like, Bobby Wagner's been great, but that can only do so much. They, they found a guy in Michael Hecht, Hoked. I don't know who it is, playing defensive tackle for them. So they've, they're trying to find some players that step up. But I was really interested to hear McVay after the game. He said this has been the most challenging thing that he had ever gone through. And that felt like an emotional game that they almost won. And now this might be a letdown game where they lose by 30. Gravedigger, we, we do have McVay because it, it was wild like how much soul searching he is doing right now. Being honest, I think you acknowledge some insecurities that maybe you didn't think you have that that this forces you to reflect on. And um, are you really foundationally secure in the things that that really matter? Or do you let some of the outside in narratives affect your being or some of these results affect the way that you approach things? And to say that there hasn't been rough moments where some of that doubts occurred, I'd be lying to you guys. That's why I don't like I really question and not not from a talent angle or Careers are different. We don't all want to do the same thing forever. But like McVay does not strike me as a 35-year coach because if you go back to the feature that was written on him before the season, he just carries and puts so much weight on himself and he gets so stressed. And so, yeah, this is the most challenging season because frankly, with the Rams as a head coach, he's had it pretty easy. He's been given things most head coaches aren't. And he's been given a lot of shiny things in L.A. and a new stadium and a lot of attention from the league and a lot of praise. Mm -hmm. And the floor's falling out, and it's going to be more challenging. You're playing third and fourth string guys and trying to make something out of a lost season. Insecurities you didn't think you had was like the line there. I was like, oof. I like that the honesty. Telling. Yeah, I do too. I appreciate it. Um, all right. That was the TNF preview presented by Prime Video. The new era of Thursday Night Football is officially here, and it's only on Prime Video.
So check that game out. Check out Colleen Wolf on NFL I'll Network be there. on Thursday. And uh, that wraps up a beefy Tuesday show. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday with a. Should we just stay until Thursday? <laughs> a full preview of week 14. And yes, as Greg mentioned, uh, we have our live show, the ATN homecoming show from Hollywood, Wednesday, January 18th at the Bourbon Room in Hollywood. Limited tickets remain. Justin, how do people get to those tickets to buy them? Well, the link is in our Instagram bio right now. You can just click that link. Or if you want to go to Ticketmaster.com and search around the NFL, it's the only result that pops up. Pretty simple. If you want to go, find there you go. the link. There you go. What if, what if multiple results popped up? Uh, that would be concerning to me. <laughs> be confusing. Will the lovely yeah. Jessica be uh, in attendance at the Bourbon Room? She is planning to be in attendance, yes. Interesting. You hear that, Mark? Well, she had a that starring mean? role. She was the last uh, person to leave the stage at our London show. I, I have was. a great picture of Dan and Jessica arm in arm stage. waving Do you trust her around, goodbye to the crowd. Do you trust her, Justin, around tumblers <laughs> of, of bourbon? Of course. I trust her in okay. any situation. Jessica plus tumblers of bourbon could be trouble for Justin. She was a natural this on that stage. sounds fun, guys. Really. What did, where did it go? I lost my uh, train of thought in your conversation. What are you talking about? Drinking with Justin's living girlfriend? No, I'm saying, I, does he trust Jessica at the bourbon room and just big tumblers of bourbon? Is this a like white a, lotus plotline? What do you got going know. on over there in that brain of yours? Hey, spoilers. I'm just asking I'm how, where behind. he's coming from. Sorry. Just know that Mark might be plotting something and just be prepared. I'm I think, always prepared who, for Which Mark. one of us is waltzing around stage with her after our show? <laughs> I which mean, you, which and who was behind stage talking to Greg? That was Mark. So what's more likely? I mean, you did just say on the program that her uh, with some alcohol around could be trouble for Justin. That was an exact quote. I I stick by that. Thank you to everybody for listening. Uh, yes, till Thursday. Heed the call. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's Unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store.
Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. You can rent a car, a house, even that little black party dress. So why not rent the stuff you need for your home too? The place to do it is Aaron's. Choose from thousands of new products from the brands you love. Online or in store. Pick a payment plan that fits your budget and pay a little at a time until it's yours forever. But if life changes, you can return it anytime or even upgrade it with something new. Rent what you need. It's better at errands. Approval not guaranteed. Restrictions apply. See store for details.